Valley of Famine contains mature content and adult language. Check the show notes for specific content warnings. Hello and welcome listeners to the Rogue Valley Role Players Podcast. My name is Ben, I'm here with Rosemary, Austin, Ed, and Nick, and we are going to play another session of Valley of Famine. Once again, my name is Ben, I am the Marshal tonight, running the shindig, doing the things, all that good stuff. My name is Rosemary, and I play Deputy Rachel Jane Kennedy, and I'm bad at math. Uh, this is Austin playing Harrod Graves, fatigued in game and over caffeinated out of game. This is Ed, and I'm keeping this intro short and lazy because I play a weird scientist named Daisy. Hello, I am Nick. I am playing Haru Matsuhara, the samurai who will kill Paul, my current love's former love, and make it all the more brutal. I like how my uh, major enemy has become everyone's major enemy. You're welcome. I also like how you think you're the one who's going to kill Paul. I'm going to. I feel like Herod is the closest thing to the FDA in this party, and Paul has definitely violated the FDA. (laughs) Probably. That's actually kind of (laughs) true. I don't think the FDA exists yet. I mean, but he he is the closest thing because he is a federal agent. Yeah, it's true. the Federal Don't Eat People Association. <laughs> don't put don't put people in people's food. <laughs> All right. So when last we left off, um, winter hit in full force. Starvation has struck the valley. Lady Famine herself watches from the sidelines as this drama unfolds. The Wendigo have returned. Uh, not quite in full force, but definitely full ferocity. Our heroes found themselves in an ongoing conflict with the monsters, just an endless grind of combat. And then one day in January 1886, the heroes were just returning home to Jacksonville, about to convene at the sheriff's office to debrief when a couple of townspeople including none other than Howard Jones uh, started freaking out in the streets and ripping at their faces and everything and transformed into Wendigo before the posse's very eyes you had to fight former townspeople and quite a few you got your shit kicked in all the meanwhile Paul Flint watched impassively from the windows of his establishment, the former Jacksonville Inn, now known as Flint's. So where do we want to pick up with this? Uh, You retreated back to the sheriff's office. I don't think Ross is there. He's out on his own patrol. He's been doing a lot of night patrols and kind of some of the longer patrols that uh, you uh, mostly living folk aren't quite capable of doing. So it's probably Billy who's there currently in the uh, sheriff's office. Billy puffing away at a cigarette like crazy, shaky hand. I, I, I reckon this winter's worse than the last. I've never seen so many people that I knew. Oh, the, the savagery of it all. I feel like we're actually not in the sheriff's office yet. You're just talking to yourself. <laughs> and then uh, Rachel, I guess, will 
come up the steps and enter the building. If if that's how we're playing that scene, probably like you, Billy has this little monologue, and all of a sudden you start hearing screams and gunshots and the railgun going off, and then inhuman elk-like howling, and then it's over and done with in a couple of seconds. And then the uh, the door to the sheriff's office just it gets flung open, and Rachel and the rest of the crew barge in. I was going to say, if you want to add a little bit of horror there, you just hear, like, steps approaching the door, and then a pause, and then the door flings open. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Billy, put that gun down. It's me. We are covered in blood, but somehow perfectly fine. There's a, there's a, a bucket of water that I've been melting snow in over there when I need something to drink. You might want to... Can you... But then what you going to drink? I'll eat snow. It'll be fine. Are we out of coffee? I have not had the opportunity to go get more coffee. All that's to drink is the water over there and whatever is in the sheriff's desk. And I'm not touching that. Rachel goes over to Ross's desk, opens the door and pulls out his whiskey. It's probably no longer whiskey. It's probably moonshine. Like... Uh, the kind of moonshine that a sane moonshiner would have just thrown out as like a bad batch, but Ross has connections. The kind that'll put hair on your chest, and if you already have hair on your chest, it removes it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take some of your paint thinner. Okay, so then she'll go over to the desk, pull out this, she knows where he keeps his stashes, and opens the drawer and pulls out this moonshine, takes this wig. Be a vicar roll. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I've had, I've had moonshine and Jesus Christ, you burp fire. <laughs> I roll snake eyes and die here. He might. Oh no, she's fine. It's an eight, so right. All right. Yeah, you don't poison yourself because this is pretty much literally just poison. This isn't even like vaguely bad for you it's straight up bad for you and what you've seen is has been so horrific enough that this is like you just take that shot and down it yeah and i think since i got a raise i don't even cough or anything probably not yep before i forget billy if anyone comes into the office can you tell them not to go to flint's under any circumstances we're putting it under investigation i've already been telling people not to go to that terrible man's place he's mean mean is Plain as hell. <laughs> Just tell them that it's under investigation. All right, then. I'll, uh, if I if I see any more people that aren't that, I'll let them know. <laughs> Just like a Wendigo at the, at the window. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> Just curtains. <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we get moving before it gets darker? Yeah, I suppose we should... Get back out patrolling. I suppose we should. It's going to be rough. I might need a a nap before too long. Ah, uh, you've got a little bit of time, but yet we're we're going to need to get some quote unquote shut eye. I guess let's go check around the uh, the south side of town this time. Billy? Hey, 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 yes, yes, Miss Kennedy? Did Ross say where he was going and when he'd be back? 
he he said it's something about going to do his real job and disappeared into the snow. Are you good to hold down the office while we go patrol? Yeah, I've got some hammer nails and some boards that I've pulled up from the floor. All right, well, be careful. Careful is my middle name. Well, actually, it's Eustace, but still. Well, if you need help, I'm not sure how we could signal each You'll other. You'll hear this. Oh, okay, all right. If you need help, Billy, figure out how to not need help, because we're going to be very busy. If you want, we could see if we could track down the Bailey brothers and send them on over for a backup. They seem pretty capable in that fight by the canyon. Billy seems to ponder the situation, whether death by Wendigo or dealing with the Bailey boys in this scenario, which is worse. He goes, if they're all right... You can send them this way. At least they're good with a hammer and nails, maybe. All right, well, if we happen to see them, I'll let them know that you can use them back up here. Smash cut to a future scene where Billy is lying in the snow being disemboweled by a Wendigo while the Bailey boys ineptly try to do something about it. I'll let Ross know where we're going. If, if I see him, I will. I think Rachel will take another swig of moonshine to kind of brace herself. Give me another vigor roll. Do y'all do y'all know shaving a haircut? Yeah, that's the secret knock. Four. Uh, you you get it into your mouth, and then you kind of like. <laughs> it was the you know. You got the taste. That's all you needed. You're reminded that you're you're basically taking shots of paint thinner. Mm. Billy is going to board up the door. That's why he was asking about shaving a haircut. Raise. (laughs) Raise, okay. Well, what actually happens is you uh, slug down another shot like it's nothing and draw your winter coat a little tighter around you and head back out into uh, the, the cold and the wind. You step out, back out into the street. It's starting uh, to get dark. Lights or lanterns are getting lit. Flint's is now dark. Uh, you see a crowd of people making their way um, away from Flint's, all kind of grumbling. Looks like a bunch of patrons just suddenly got abruptly tossed out of uh, the establishment. And yeah, that's what you see in that regard. Uh, Herod will flag one of the patrons patrons who are leaving down mm-hmm. uh, and so did something happen at Flint's? Well there we all were enjoying ourselves drinking some food and, and, and warmth and, and whatnot. and Flint just comes walking and says all of you get out get out now and uh, tossed us all out had his, uh, his goons uh, throw anyone who, who weren't quick enough and this is a strange question, but what did you eat tonight? Uh, I had some of the stew. Pretty good, pretty filling. Oh, shit. Famous stew? I, I guess. It's mostly the only thing that's on the menu. Was it you, cheap? Do you feel hungry still? I mean, don't don't we all always feel hungry? I mean, not right now. I'm kind of kind of feeling okay. Uh, thank you. Please, uh, you can go on your way. I, I appreciate your time. Oh, 
Alright, well, have a good night. Stay safe. Does he seem, as he walks down the street, does he, like, clutch over, rip his face off, and turn into a Winnie, Not yet. Okay. We're gonna need to keep an eye on him. We're gonna need to keep an eye on all of these people. Yeah, wrong, that, wrong, that. wrong voice. I was gonna say, Billy, what are you doing here? Haru stayed in the sheriff's office, and Billy came outside. Yeah, I think uh, as you guys turn around, you see Harrod take a small notepad out of one of his pockets, and he starts scribbling down names. That was, you know, old Tom. He's uh, he just works odd jobs. About, you know, sometimes he works up at the mines when they need extra hands. Tom works at the mine. He says as he scribbles. When he needs liquor. Yeah, he's pretty much a local drunk. I will make a copy of these and provide each of you one should they become necessary. I just got a bad feeling about this. If I may be perfectly honest, we've had a bad feeling about this since... Well, since Flint came into town. I got a quick question. This, uh, this here list that uh, Harrod gave, is that, that mean sanctioned murder? Like we can go murder these people because they're going to turn into man-eating monsters? Haru, Haru, I need you with me. We need to uh, get moving. Uh, sorry, Lazarus was asking a very peculiar question, although I, I see his logic in it. What are we doing to these people that we have this list of? Murder, murder, murder. It, it's just to keep track of them. I, I hope that... We will see no adverse effects. In fact, I hope that we are all paranoid and nothing is going on in Flint's. That is my truest hope. Yeah, that's about as likely as, well... <laughs> Lazarus wanting to go to Catholic school. Your, your hope is seeing this, uh, denying all the evidence that we have here. I was just trying to make you feel better. Chances are we'll have to kill all of them. Yes. It's like there's a there's a chill in the air. It's like we, only I can hear Lazarus, but everybody felt the yeah. words escape his lips. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of what I figured. Do we hear any screaming or cries for help? <laughs> Not currently. Okay, uh, that's I guess actually we'll... almost more unsettling. Yeah, considering the past months that we've had near constant combat. It seems weird that now things are quiet. Silent night. Speaking of holy night. Speaking of since all that's been happening, every so often you will see Haru reach into his pocket and kind of fiddle with something, kind of like almost nervously, and then drop it. And like he'll pull his hand out and go back to doing what he's doing. Um, is there? Go oh, ahead. I was go gonna ahead. say, is there anywhere that we could eat that isn't Flint's? If there's no immediate danger, Rachel's Try probably hungry. At the claim, see what they got. Um, yeah, there's Let's probably go. there probably are other eateries, but most of them are closed at um, this point. Probably a lot of millet. Let's go swing by the claim and see if they got any coffee. You can patrol that way. <laughs> it's like it's like a rat or something. Arms like. Unless Daisy, do you have any coffee at your place? I always got coffee. You've been holding out on us this whole time? You've been saving the grounds. You you, You don't want Daisy's coffee, trust me. You don't want it. 
She probably is cutting it with more chewing tobacco these days. Ew. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go to the claim. Um, it's quiet in there. There's there's some people in there. Most are are drinking. Um, but the atmosphere is very somber. The proprietor of the claim, who I don't think we've ever given a name, also seems short-sighted. Um, Ernest Williams. He's uh, standing behind the bar, uh, polishing, uh, kind of uh, lifelessly polishing a glass, and uh, looks up. His his cheeks are a little sunken in, and he's clearly clearly feeling the effects of the winter. Um, and he and he kind of listlessly says, uh, well, "Welcome to the claim. How can I help you?" Coffee. You got any coffee, Ernie? Uh, yeah, yeah, I got some. I've, I've only... I've, I've dried the grounds out and reused them about 10 or 12 times, so it's going to be pretty watery, but, uh... It's, it's hot. Did you ever invest in some cinnamon? Never made it. How would you put cinnamon in your coffee? That's actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I just like cinnamon, all right? Let me have this. First you want cinnamon on your fancy French toast. Oh, French toast. I have never once received French toast from this establishment. And I want to make want... that very clear. <laughs> you want cinnamon in... Ernie, do you have any beer? I got I got some, I think. Liquid bread. Sure, sure, whatever you want to call it. He pours a couple of beers and lays them out. I'll give him five dollars. Oh, thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Assuming the next shipment comes through, I might actually have something decent. What happened to the last shipment? Um, Never made it. I found the leftovers uh, a week or so ago. By carriage? It's coming by wagon, yeah. Uh, Hera just kind of absentmindedly nods and files that away. So, how were you folks doing? Uh, it was quite a commotion out there earlier today. Did you see any of it? I heard weird sounds and hid behind my bar. Smart. Thank you. I also encouraged everyone else that was in the bar to A, not leave, and B, get the fuck down on the ground. Mm, appreciate that, Ernie. D- didn't throw no one out. I suggest uh, maybe, for, at least for the time being, boarding up the windows too. All right. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll get around to doing that tomorrow. You got uh, guns, right? Ammunition. I got a shotgun under the bar. Just brace yourself for trouble. Yes, ma'am. But, I mean, you you folks will keep us all safe, right? Of course we will. That's our job. Make me a persuasion roll. Herod. Is he still fatigued? I assume so. You've got one level of fatigue, yeah. Okay. Pull out that six. Um, that would be a seven. Okay, so, uh, you know, he says you'll 
protectors, of course, and you just, like, without missing a beat, you look him dead in the eye and you say, of course we will. And, uh, uh, he, he stares back at you and then nods and kind of stands up a little straighter and, uh, there, there's, like, a little, little more life in his eyes. You get a sense that, uh, you've inspired a, a little bit of hope for this poor man. But we'll do a better job with a nice pot of coffee. Right. right. Um, let me go. Let me go check my 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 pantry. Maybe maybe I I got uh, uh, some some fresh beans uh, that ain't been used yet. Let me let me go. Let me go look. Enjoy your beers. Enjoy your beers on the house. On the, on the house. Of course. Oh, wait, someone already paid me for that. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you need it more than we do. It's okay. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, he, he runs into the back and disappears for a bit. Haru's just chugging away on his beer, you know. I think we're going to need help. Flint has had a lot of time watching us. I mean, you've, you've all seen it, staring out his window every time we're doing something of noble deed or heroic action in town. I, I agree with you, Haru. I think we will need help. And he's he's had time to prepare. He he could have modern science gizmos, whatchamacallits, to aid him. He could have We got those. Yes, but we need we may need more people, more help. Friends in high places, that kind of thing. I may have one or two, but it would take some time for them to get here, and I would have to be able to justify it in a way that they would understand. If it's from your agency, there are horrible monsters killing everybody in the Rogue Valley. After the last experience we had with the cleaners, I have... I'm more cautious now, I understand. It would only be someone I trusted. But... I think there is something else we should discuss, and I've been trying to avoid it, because I know it is a private matter. Rachel, is there anything you can tell us about Paul that might help us to understand where he is coming from? Perhaps a reason he is doing this, if he is in fact guilty, as it seems. Rachel gives this big sigh and takes a swig of her beer. Uh, can I tell you about Paul? Yeah, I sure as hell can. <laughs> that man is the sneakiest, most chilling person I've ever met. He's He'll smile at you and shake your hand while stabbing you in the gut with a knife. I don't know, he's terrifying. Don't underestimate him. But what does he want? Probably wants revenge. He always gets what he wants, and he wanted me, and when I left him, I thought I left him for dead, but clearly not. Well, no. Maybe you did. 
I don't want to think about that. It's something we must all make abundantly clear. We, we all know the dead walk. We all know that some people come back less than they were. Rachel's just like, her, the blood's just like draining from her face. Others come back, kind of look so absentmindedly at Lazarus, who probably has his feet up on a table and <laughs> lean back. He's sitting, actually, he's, he's sitting in a bar stool next to you, but he, no, he's sitting on the bar and he's got his, his legs in your lap. Some people come back a little more than they were. Thank you? Was that a compliment? Kinda. Oh, thank you. I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but could you ask Lazarus if he can tell if Paul is... I don't know. Harrowed? Lazarus has access to things that I don't, but his knowledge seems limited to what I do know. I mean, you've been around Paul more than I have. What did you pick up on? Does he seem alive? Well, Lazarus? Uh, Lazarus is suddenly, like, looking away. Uh, He's hopped off the bar and is now leaning against it and making a big show of like looking at some other people across the way. Looking at who he's looking at. Just some townsfolk. Lazarus, can you tell us any, tell me anything about that you might know about Paul? Um, uh, I suppose so. I might be able to do that. Are you you sure? I want to hear what you have to say. Oh, well, that'll be a fucking first. Um, he is kind of like you and Kane, and kind of n- not. Well, I can take that to mean that he's a lot like us, but he went a different direction than Cain and I did. Um, further. Just completely embrace? Yes, he... Um... He's what you might call a servitor. Oh. Um. What is it? Haru, why do you look, uh, why are you looking so worried there? I did not think it was possible for you to get any paler, Haru. You, you asked, I made you ask again. You wanted to know. Well, so Lazarus says that he is a lot like me and Cain, but he went further. He embraced the the Manitou like Lazarus to me allowed it to fully take hold he said something that he's like a servitor which sounds like somebody who serves and he he's been feeding the people people 
Famine says that Moloch is her was her second command kind of thing. And what if what if Paul is somehow empowered by famine? Um Paul does not serve famine. What is it, her? Famine serves Paul? What? <laughs> That's kind of like... <laughs> Sorry, this is the way, the way you worded it. It was like, like yeah. it kind of seemed like, you know, Paul doesn't serve famine. It's the other way around. Lazarus of. looks at you affronted like, what kind of stupid bullshit? No. <laughs> Paul is Moloch's servitor. Oh. Paul is... Moloch's servitor. He serves Moloch. Directly. Willingly. Directly and willingly. Rachel's doing that pinching of the bridge of the nose when you have a tension headache. That all kind of seems to make sense, right? Moloch's been messing with us. Pretty much since Paul showed up into town, huh? I think even before that. It's been before, but never so much with so much, um... Cruel thinking. Moloch before, he did, he planned, he did subterfuge, but a lot of the times it still ended up with raw, violent aggression. With Paul been around, it's been more manipulative, more, more subtle. That's like Paul. It sounds then that we have a free agent working for a dark power, willingly. Probably he was chosen because he seems to be so different from this demon, Moloch, who is a braggart. I think that after you defeated him, as you've told me, Perhaps he thought he had to try a new strategy. A quieter servant. You can go ahead and tell them this, but... Moloch is a liar and a manipulator. Games within games within games. Do not underestimate him. If you think he's a braggart, it's because he wants you to think that. Moloch is a master of manipulation. He... He is always one move on the go-board ahead of everyone else. He... If he wants us to think he's a braggart, that's what he wants us to think. He wants us to believe that. He... We need to be very careful how we approach this situation. Because odds are, if we've thought of the strategy, so has he. And is prepared for it. Then, quite simply, he has failed to execute on his strategy. After all, I think you would all be dead had he succeeded. No, he wants something more. He's not wanting us to fail. He's wanting us to fail... Like, to come close to a valiant win, 
only to have it stripped away, all hope removed. Not just fail, but fail in such a way that hope never comes back to the valley. He wants a perfect end. At least in his mind, perfect. Those who seek absolutes are never satisfied. I agree. But that is a human way of thinking. This is an older, far more patient entity. Whatever he wants, it was enough to gain the interest of the Lady Reckoner. Don't forget that. It was enough to... As Lazarus is informing me, it was enough to bring the Lady Reckoner famine here and draw her interest. She apparently thinks he needs no help. Seems to be content to watch from the sidelines. Which I find curious. I'm thinking she's wanting to see how this all plays out. She's not in it for the... for. She's not helping us for any kindness of her heart. Neither is she helping him for any assistance to another evil being. When I tried to come up... With an explanation for her actions, the only thing I can think of is that she's waiting to see who wins to decide if she should act. Perhaps she's afraid of something, acting too soon. Well, we know that when Macario sacrificed himself, it drove out a lot of the fear in this valley. And there's another spirit missing. If we find this other spirit, we could drive out the rest of them. But first things first. We need assistance handling Paul. Because while Paul's around, our search for the spirit will be hindered every step of the way. So who do we call on? Everyone. Everyone that we've ever helped that was willing to offer help and lend us a hand, we call on them. We ask them to come bring their their technology, their gifted talents, their everything. We, uh, we of course, know that uh, Sheriff Ross will help us. Uh, maybe we can get... Uh, Curtis over here. He he's necessarily knows how to handle a gun. Uh, no, I I think he's he's fine where he is. Thank you. I, I that is one one particular helper that I think uh, I could do without. Are you really in a position to be choosy about your allies? We, we call him over. It's fine. Oh. We uh, the 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 scientist and his gorilla. I can write to Annie and Frank. What about Chen Mei? Chen Mei would be good. Um, we can... Everyone. He has an army. 
we need one of our own. I think, yeah, we have a lot of work to do, contacting people. It's gonna take time for them to get here. In the meantime, I suggest we write an IOU to the general store and the mining equipment shed and gather some supplies as well. Say it's for the defense of the town. Should keep warning folks to stay away from Paul's, but hunger's gonna drive him there. Well, it seems to me that he closed down business. Perhaps he thought we would attack right away. Well, as soon as he knows that we're not gonna, he's probably gonna reopen. He he knows that we're on to him and that we're gonna keep people away. So he's fed enough of the town, he thinks, to have his monsters come. He's probably having some of his goons, his henchmen, travel to other parts of our valley and feed the people there so that they're less aware. So that he can grow his army. Is that you speaking or Lazarus? I think it's like just Haru's like gravelly throat is because the he's getting more and more air agitated, more and more intense, and so his undead vocal cords are kind of tightening up and restricting air. It's, it's more of a... He's kind of letting Lazarus out without letting Lazarus out. It's just a, like aggression. He's just getting angrier and angrier thinking about Paul getting away with this. You've lived with him, with him in your head for so long, maybe you've taken on a few mannerisms. This all sounds like a lot of work. I suppose I'd better finish my coffee. Uh, speaking of, uh, Ernest uh, comes out with the uh, with a, a pot of fresh coffee and sets a couple of mugs in front of y'all and sits down. It's like this this one's on the house. Appreciate it, Ernest. Thank you, Ernest. You are a right true barkeeper, and we are glad to have you. Uh, let let me give you a tip. Buy some fucking cinnamon. He winks at him. I did buy the cinnamon. It never made it. Hopefully by this time, no, but not even by this time, when the spring comes, it will be here. Yeah, yeah, spring. Things got better last last year in spring. Yeah, spring will come. Just hold on a little bit longer. You haven't seen Curtis by any chance, have you? Who? Curtis Johnson. Jenkins. You may know him as Curtis Johnson. Oh, the mountain man from Sterlingville. Unfortunately, yes. I, I never knew his name. Um, but, yeah, he'd come in here, say something incomprehensible, point at what he wanted, and, you know, we managed to communicate by by hand gestures, and, yeah. Uh, no, I ain't seen him in a while. Oh. He's probably back at Sterlingville. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Well, we can't go out of our way over there, so... I'll ride out to Sterlingville to see if I can find Curtis. I got uh, a... I got a mission for him. Oh, okay. That sounds dangerous, and I want nothing to do with it. No, <laughs> you Ernie, stay yeah, here. You stay behind the bar. <laughs> All right. Curtis can handle himself in the wild. You, you can handle a shotgun behind the bar. Each to our strings. Yeah. Yeah. And by the time we get back here, I hope you can also handle frying eggs in a pan. 
might be a skill to work on. If I had the eggs, yeah. Stop being mean to Ernest. It's, I'm trying to be playful mean, like you do with friends. Okay, you're well, really bad at it. You, yeah, you're going to need to work on that. So. And this is me saying that. <sighs> I'm trying, all right? Trying. Blink, Haro, blink. So, we're wrapping this evening up. I think so. Like, Rachel, um, at the bar, turns to you and says, you look like you're pretty beat. Um, if you want to get some rest or whatever it is that you need to do. I'll just grab a cot at the sheriff's office. It's just down the road. I can watch over you, write the letters. Billy understands enough of what's going on that it doesn't mind. He won't mind if I'm dead in a corner for a little while. I think Billy definitely minds, but he just is incapable of saying so. (laughs) Here I am, in a room, all by myself, with a corpse. Well, in the corner. <laughs> let's see. If, can we scrounge up any food? Some. Yeah. That's not from Paul's? Yeah. Okay. I want to be clear on that. I would would never have even assumed that you were doing anything with Paul or anything that came from Paul. That we've thoroughly I mean, established like, over the course of this campaign. He that could it's not be, like, thing. sending food out into the community. So... I just want to be careful that we're not eating human flesh by mistake. Well, in that case, you would have no way of knowing that it came from Paul. I know. That's why I'm worried. We, we don't have to eat meat. <laughs> Maybe that'll just be the safe option right now. Okay. Lots of millet. That's Someone has idea. to eat meat. I'm want, finding rats. I don't want a Wendigo <laughs> harrowed. No, thank you. No, thanks. Hmm. God damn it, you've been an idea. I'm like literally for meat purposes, finding lot like finding rats. I'd be like tearing open holes in walls and being like, "Here we go." Yeah, <laughs> eh, it's kind of working, kind of not really working. There's not a lot of rats left no more. I understand, but as best I can. Could I feel like Haru being harrowed could actually eat Wendigo and probably not have ill effects? I mean, that's gross. You shouldn't, but you could. I think. I almost threw up in my own mouth. Like, <laughs> um, I don't think Haru would. I think it'd be just for him would be too. Even that would be too degrading. I mean, eating rats out of the wall is a step too far, almost. So, it would basically be like eating just dead people. You, you got that second horse. Yeah, I was hoping it wouldn't come to that. What, what are you talking about? Lot, lots of meat on that horse. I'd like to save it for when we need it. Save what? I mean, all it's going to do is get thinner and thinner and thinner. Yes, yeah, I mean, but but if we if we get if we get injured, mm-hmm. I'm going to need I'm going to need. I mean, you can let it pickle. It's not like uh, you can't eat it rotten. And I mean, you know, someone might break in and chow down on it. Something might break in and chow down on it. Oh, Your yeah. other horse might chow down on it. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll, I'll smoke the damn horse. What? Why did you just say I'll smoke the damn horse out loud? I got you to say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're wasting time. I need to get... Let's get moving. Thank you for getting me out of that awkward situation. <laughs> Come on, let's let's head back to the sheriff's office. 
All right, so you head back to the sheriff's office, um, because I'm I'm assuming y'all are probably calling it a night at this point. Yeah, I'm. If you're crashing at the sheriff's office on like a cot, Rachel's probably staying up a little late, or like writing a letter to Annie, and um, maybe also a letter to Sylvia, the Ashland Marshal, just Mm -hmm. being like, "Hey, if you could please come over (laughs) to Jacksonville, appreciate that." Um, And she, I think, falls asleep at her desk, like over these letters that she's writing. Deadlands and Savage Worlds are the property of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. All content is used unofficially under the Savage Media Network license. Find more of their great products at peginc.com. Sound effects are by Plate Mail Games and BattleBards. Music by the Eaglestone Collective. You can find links to all of the above in the show description. As always, thank you for joining us for this episode. Please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes or wherever else you listen, and don't hesitate to contact us via rvrpodcast at gmail.com, at rvrpodcast on Twitter, or join us on our Discord server. We'd love to hear from y'all. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.